friends, and welcome back once again to This Changes Everything. I'm here with Therapy Jeff. How are you, Jeff? Oh, I'm not that great. I have COVID. Oh, oh I know. <laughs> yeah, it's the first time I got it, so I sound a little nasally, but maybe whoever's editing this can take oh. out my nasalness and make me sound... No, leave it. It sounds it's like sexy voice. I don't know. I don't know if it does. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> little, little, like... like Congest. I don't know. Sometimes I think that's sure. kind of like a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, then leave it in, yeah. editor, because I sound amazing. Yeah. There we go. Um, there we go. Well, I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Not feeling great, but I showed up, and I'm going to play through the sickness, and I'm going to try not to do too many sniffles or coughs. See that, guys? He sacrifices. <laughs> Just for you. That's how dedicated he is. I know. To making sure that you guys get the important therapy assistance. <laughs> That we all need exactly. so much. How are you, Sarah? And today we're talking about like a super, super. Ooh, yeah. 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 But I'm fine. I mean, like, you know, everything's normal. No COVID, no nothing. Thanks. You're so nice. You're all like, ask me because I ask you and the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, uh, uh, I mean, the only thing I have to complain about is like my boyfriend's skiing today and I have to. He is always know, skiing. I Every know. I'm like, episode. do you even work? Yeah. Do you do anything? Yeah. That's why t- he's he's going to be like, yes, I do. he's wonderful. He works all the time. He's a very hard worker. But like, dang. Mm. I guess when you work in like interior design and like it's the winter and everything's snowing, projects kind of slow down because, you know, we're not building and constructing and da 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 da. So he's taking advantage of that. And, but Okay, good for him. I know. I am the introvert who does like time by herself. And so I had a, a fun little dance party this morning because, uh, you know, the Spotify wrap up <laughs> came out. Yeah. yeah so Do you? Yeah, I, I, I saw a, your Spotify. There was a lot of like hip hop and rap, wasn't there? I know. Yeah. I was surprised too, <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah, I like it. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan, and I think everything what it, what a lot of that was is I have a a, a snowboarding playlist, mm-hmm. and that is you know I was listening to eight plus hours of mm-hmm. those playlists see, you know every day for the first three months of the year last year, yeah. and so I think uh, that's that's the music I ride hard to. So. <laughs> Send it. I love it. I, I don't use Spotify for my music. I use Spotify to like listen to a lot of podcasts. Oh, but when yes. it comes to music, I listen to Apple Music. And so I was like posting my little Apple Music wrap up on Instagram. And yeah. so many people were giving me shit being like, it's a red flag that you're not on Spotify mm-hmm. and that you use Apple Music. What? Right? And I was like, here's the thing. And I, I didn't post about this, oh. but maybe I will. Spotify, just so everybody knows, Spotify pays their artists 0.0033 cents per stream, while Apple pays 0.01, so one cent per stream. So Apple pays artists a lot more than Spotify pays their artists. And I think that's a green flag. I think that's a great green flag. Also, everybody everybody I know that listens or uses Apple Music Mm -hmm. is organized. Mm -hmm successful mm-hmm. has their shit together mm-hmm. yeah like and super good looking super good yeah, looking. yeah the best the hottest and like like th- these people pay their bills on time <laughs> and they probably like donate to like npr <laughs> exactly actually i don't See? donate to the npr but i donate to Wik- wikipedia like okay well the same the, sort of thing. that's yeah. like same yeah. again thing. come on this is this is yeah 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 I think I think I'm me. like the moocher who's like 
<laughs> I don't know why. Spotify feels like, I don't know. Yeah, own it. Do it. That's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what are we talking about today, Sarah? We are talking about a very wonderful continuation from last week. So last episode, we were talking about uh, like signs that the relationship may be in trouble, signs that there are uh, things that maybe need to be further discussed or, you know, red flags, if you will. And now we want to talk about what happens when it has ended mm. or is over. And how do you uh, make the decision to let go? How do you move on? Mm-hmm. It is so hard. It's the it's the closure thing that a lot of people talk it about. It is the closure right? thing. Right? Of like, how to get closure. Should I get closure? What is closure anyways? What if the yes. way I want to get closure isn't available to me? How do we move on from that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is, and this is, I talk about this in therapy with my clients all the time. And sometimes when I'm talking about it with a client, this conversation goes on for many weeks or many months because it's really tricky to figure out how to get closure and let go and move on. Um, I think I was, I was telling you before we started this episode that I think that a lot of people might know how to do it, but it's still very, very difficult to actually execute. It's so hard. Well, I think, wouldn't you, you don't have to agree, but I will go ahead and say mm-hmm. heartbreak is the most painful and difficult emotion. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody, it's a different kind of grief, that that grief from heartache. I feel like when we have a loved one that has passed on, that is so devastating. That is so difficult. But there's almost this, like, finality Mm -hmm. to it. Like, we we know that there's no other option. Mm -hmm. It has ended. We we have to grieve in a in what can often be a like with so much feeling, mm-hmm. so heavy. But when it's heartache, and when we're grieving the loss of a relationship, and that person can be just like, mm-hmm. still right there, mm-hmm. right in front of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and maybe we even work with them, or we're in the same friend group. Yeah. It's really hard. Or to you move have on. kids together, uh. or. <clears throat> It just is like an ongoing, can be, uh, uh, ongoing grieving process if there isn't that closure, quote-unquote closure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What is yeah. What does closure mean to you? Oh, you know, this is this is like a, such a, a a good question because you know I feel like a lot of clients have even asked that they talk about like oh I just want closure I want closure and you know it. It's different for everybody, what that really means. But what if I look at what closure is in kind of a more, I don't know, clinical way, mm-hmm. like therapeutic way, it's our brains wanting resolution, wanting answers to why did this happen. Our brain wants to, in, in a way it thinks, I know, if I have answers to why this happened, if I can explain what happened, then maybe I'll be safe from the feelings. Maybe I won't experience the feelings of sadness and pain, or maybe those will be less. If I can explain why, then I won't be sad about it because I'll understand. And the reality is even knowing exactly why, even if somebody like looked you in the eye and said like, I don't want to be with you because of X, Y, and Z, you would still have those pain feelings. Mm -hmm. And that is the part that I feel like is so 
difficult because it's just uh, closure is really more. I see it more as acceptance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's kind of what it comes down to is finding acceptance. But I agree with you that there's something about our psyche, something about our brain that like needs to understand why something happened. And if we don't understand yes. why it happened, then it just sort of we ruminate about it or obsess about it. And we can't yes. let it go. And yeah, it's because of that control and power thing that if I did know why this happened, then it wouldn't happen again. Or I'd like understand myself on a deeper level or I'd be able to like let go and move on. Um, there's, for me, I'm, I'm trying to think of like, I, I also agreed, like you said, that closure is sort of like personal for everybody. So sometimes it's about like wondering why, like what happened and how can I prevent this from happening in the future? But it's also sometimes about like, I just want to know that my ex still thinks of me positively or still Mm. loves me or is going to be okay or is letting me know that like, I don't have to worry about them or something. There's like so many different parts of closure that make it a really personal thing for everybody individually. Um, So when I explore this question with clients, I usually ask them when I asked you, like, what is closure? What does it actually mean to you? So we can kind of like get to the bottom of it there, you know? And then there's that other question of, can you get closure without the other person? Because there's so many times where like, well, closure would be having a last conversation with my person. Um, and it's also like, do you really want to get closure or do you just want to feel wanted again? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> are you actually trying to like rekindle something? Do you want closure? Because that, what it means to you is that like you're feeling rejected and you don't want to feel rejected anymore. Like there's a lot of like things that are going on underneath everything, you know? Yeah. You know, just like with what we said in, in on other topics, it's so important to have a curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to kind of dig a little bit deeper. What's on the surface? Okay. But why? Well, I want to just have one more conversation, but why? Mm. Um, because I need to know how this other person's feeling, but why? And kind of mm-hmm. go deeper and deeper with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That feeling of rejection can be so so intense and we want so bad in a way to kind of like save our our like protect ourselves protect our identity protect how our uh, i don't know our own like image of ourselves mm-hmm. by yeah you know we're always thinking the worst things i feel like that like if i don't have answers for why uh you know a relationship ended mm-hmm then I tend, we tend to make our mind will make up mm-hmm. its own, yeah. you know, and they tend to be things that, well, it goes one of two ways. You're either somebody who internalizes or externalizes the problem. Mm-hmm. So either it's, oh, it's all them. It's everybody else but me, which comes with some problems. <laughs> or you're the person who go, who uh, says it must be because of this thing that's wrong with me, mm-hmm. which so often isn't the case mm-hmm. and is incorrect. Mm-hmm. It's just our own worst fears and our own criticisms and judgments of ourselves. Yeah, that's the thing. That's what, like, one of the things about closure for me. So every now and then I'll struggle really hard with closure. And I've identified, like, I can probably guess when I like start to date somebody and or be in relationship with somebody and there's a certain type of dynamic. I know that if the relationship is going to end, I might have some very difficult times with like ending it and getting closure because the relationship is sort of like mirroring some old childhood wounds 
or pattern. So like in my family, I kind of came out of that family being like, I just don't feel understood. Why don't you just validate my experience? Like that's a real, that's me feeling all my feelings Yes, in my family. And if I date somebody where I also don't feel seen, heard, and understood, and then the relationship ends, there's going to be this part of me that's just like, well, I just want one more conversation with them so they can really understand how I felt in this relationship and what my experience was. And sure, that would be nice to get that, I guess, but it's really like, I want my mom to do that. <laughs> it's not oh. It's not my ex. Yeah. Uh, it's more that yeah. like I want my mom or my dad or my sister to like really understand what my experience was and now it's like attached to my ex and I feel like I can't get closure so that's when it's like really good to go to therapy and talk to your therapist about this and process that old stuff and sometimes just making that connection right it's like oh yes this is where it's coming from that can be really healing it doesn't get rid of the feeling. It doesn't make, like, understanding it doesn't make it so Jeff, like, doesn't ever feel, mm-hmm. like, or, or uh, you know, oh, all of a sudden he has closure. But it gives you awareness mm-hmm. to then accept the situation or maybe uh, uh, understand what um, other thoughts you may be bringing in mm-hmm. that aren't necessarily true or appropriate for this situation. Mm-hmm right Mm -hmm. here yeah exactly yeah Yeah, i'm putting i'm giving like my ex-partner like too much like they don't deserve like all of the attention or the you know the closure that i'm like needed to get from them it's just there's i really need to kind of like turn back think about it see if i've experienced this even if i didn't experience it with my family have i experienced this with other relationships in the past like how is this a thing but if it's if i'm in a relationship with somebody and it ends in a really like unique way that doesn't touch on some childhood wounds it's a lot easier for me to move on um so yeah. something to keep in mind. Are you somebody who who goes back and uh, uh, tries to connect with exes oh or God, has reached yes. out? So okay. <laughs> I'm very much that person where not every single ex, but most exes, I'm like, you are an important part we, like, of my life. We got along really well. Like, can we be friends? Can we be friendly? Can we stay in touch? You knew me in a very like special, unique, specific way. Um, it's selfish though. I don't know if selfish is the right word, but so one of the hardest parts for me about grieving a relationship is grieving the version of me that was showing up in that relationship. So I showed Mm. up in a very specific way. They brought something out in me that nobody else can bring out in me to a certain degree. And now, now not only do I have to like grieve them, but I have to grieve like our energy our dynamic and the version of me that showed up so i think that's one of the reasons i want to stay in touch with some of those exes so that i can like stay in touch with the version of me that was present in all those relationships does that make sense yeah do you think that does anything to prevent you from bringing that version and then some into a new relationship um look at you (laughs) challenging me Um, yeah, I think there's something that goes on. Um, 
there's the, I, th- I think maybe like what I do is I kind of like make it into like, well, that was this unique little relationship and that's how I showed up with them. And now I'm going to show up differently with somebody else, not like vastly differently, but like yeah. there's going to be a different part of me. And maybe I'm going to like hold back on showing up in those old ways because I've, I'm sort of protecting that old relationship. Um, oh. Yeah. I have an interesting oh. relationship with all of my old relationships in my head yeah. and also just sort of like in person. I read a book once that discussed how, you know, and t- take or leave it. This is just what the book said. This is very gendered. This only goes for like heteronormative relationships. Mm-hmm. This is like very, uh, uh, I get it. So let me just say that with a big old Got asterisk it. first. But it said that often uh, men have a harder time. It takes them longer to fall in love. That men usually have like one woman that they're in love with. It's like their mother or their significant other, whoever their love interest is. Mm -hmm. And because it takes so long, it also takes so long for that feeling to go away. Mm. It's there's so much of of, that's like put into that. So much vulnerability and so much. I don't know, trust, care, and all those that thing. And with a woman, and this is very simplistic and biological mm-hmm. and, again, like <laughs> one-dimensional here, um, and not all, hashtag not all women and not all men, uh, uh, if they, they fall in love very quickly, it's, it's very biological of, like, would this person be a good mate for mm-hmm. me? Would this person be good, like, would I like to have offspring mm-hmm. with this individual? And... The as soon as we get it in our mind that we do not want to procreate with this person, those feelings are shut off, mm. and we are like, nope, I'm good, no more. And so we fall in love quick and out of love quick because. And once it's done, it's like pretty cut off. I, I rarely see women going back to mm. their exes, but I see men going back mm-hmm. and like wanting to stay in the relationship longer. Have you seen the same? Interesting. I think that's yeah. true to a certain degree. Yes. Hashtag mm-hmm. not all men, not all women, yada, yada. Right. But Again, simplistic. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want people to say, oh, this is, this is very like. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting, like evolutionary psychology kind of yes. something yes. to think about. Um, yeah. Because when I have it in my head that I don't want to have kids with this person, hmm. I never, ever, like I never never stay connected to exes i never like i know everybody thinks it's weird i have i don't ever look at what they're doing or care about what's going on and i i i I am so good at just like which probably is childhood shit too Mm. you know like cutting off and like feeling like fine like this person's gonna reject me like oh here's the wall Mm -hmm. and you know yeah, no, I, I, it's, yeah, I'll think about that little evolutionary psychology tidbit because I do have a very difficult time letting go. And, but I, mm-hmm. in the end I do, it's just that like I can control, well, to a certain degree, I can control my behavior and like not reach out if it's not a good idea to be connected with them. But there's like a yearning yeah. and longing inside of me for a very long time, typically. Yeah. So yeah, yeah lots of, lots of stuff to manage. Yeah, and then sometimes you know this is of course not every relationship. Like sometimes your your uh, the relationship itself can be like a drug, mm. whatever mm-hmm. you're getting from that. Mm-hmm. And staying connected with that person is like staying on the drug. It's so you can't even go through withdrawals. You can't even go through right. the process of finding closure, grieving, or whatever yeah. if you're you know mm-hmm. 
still getting your fix every now exactly. and then. Exactly. Yeah. There's actually there's some good like closure questions that I ask my clients sometimes when they're struggling with this. But before we get yes. that, I first want to talk about Nutrafol, which is yes. uh, which is something I love, and I want you to talk about it a little bit, Sarah, and then we'll. Yeah, something that some people may be struggling uh-huh. with. Hair loss. Yeah. That's something that, like, there's so many reasons for. You know, men's hair loss and women's hair loss is different. There's different causes. Sometimes it's stress and aging, metabolism, you know, uh, uh, nutrition, lifestyle, a million different things. And Nutrafol is uh, formulas that are designed to help you with those different problems and find the thing that works for you. You know, I have some friends who had babies and experienced hair loss after um, pregnancy, and they are so grateful to have Nutrafol to help grow back hair. I mean, it is like dermatologist recommended, uh, uh, doctor recommended, like I'm all about the science. So I like something that comes like with studies and with, you know, well, like documented proof that it works. There's so much crap out there. This is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. And like times are fucking tough and stressful and my hair falls out when I get stressed. (laughs) So this is something that will give you all the things that you need to keep that hair flowing. Yeah, I agree. I have, I personally, I think I have like a very sexy receding hairline and I'd like it to just sort of stop where it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so Nutrafol is something that I really enjoy using so that I can like make sure my hair stays where I want it to stay. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code CHANGES to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off Nutrafol at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code changes. Yes. I love it. And I love something that just shows up in my house so I don't have to remember because my ADD... (laughs) Uh, ask cannot remember to refill anything, so just give it to me yeah, and I super have it right on the counter. Mm-hmm. Love it. And yes. Okay, so if you're having trouble moving on, getting closure, letting go of a ex, these are some questions that I like to ask. One of them is is it that you can't let go or you won't let go, right? Which is, I just want to punch myself in the face every time I say that because it feels very oh, like therapist I know, <laughs> right? When I'm like, can't? And sometimes I'll say it like, with, I'll be like, like hands tied behind your back, like <laughs> duct tape over your mouth. Like, what are we talking here? Right. And then they're like, fuck, Sarah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when I'm like feeling like I can't let go, it feels like I really cannot let go, but that's not actually right. the case. Like, I'm just, it's just that I won't let go. I don't want to let yes. go. And so sometimes reframing it can make it so that, like, you have more, more agency instead of, like, being, like, a victim to this feeling. You know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. You know, and I don't want people to get confused because even though I said a few seconds ago <laughs> that, like, uh, you know, I, once it's over, I can like shut the door on things and it's fine, blah, blah, blah. I have definitely been in relationships where I've been dumped, been broken up with and been like left with like, what the fuck just happened? Like rug pulled out from under me, still had strong feelings and, and won't, wouldn't let go Mm. because I was so confused. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which leads into that next closure question you have. What makes it so hard to let go? Yeah. 
And because sometimes we, we oh. don't really even ask ourselves, like, it is hard, but, like, why is it so hard? Is it because you're, like, which goes into the next question, are you holding on to the fantasy or to the reality? Bingo! Right? And it's usually there we go. the fantasy, you're focusing on all the good things and all the, like, hope. So not only do you have to grieve the person or grieve the version of you, but you're grieving the future that you were fantasizing about while you were together, right? Yes. In my particular situation, I felt like it was almost like I was like ghosted in a way. Like I was, we were like looking, we lived together. We were, I thought everything was totally fine. This person was completely conflict avoidant, like never brought up. I thought this was like such a good relationship. It was all during COVID. We just like played video games and like hung out and like, like everything's fine. Like not really any arguments. And there was so much fantasy and so little like actual discussion of the reality of feelings Mm -hmm. that it, or I should say on his part, there wasn't a discussion of the reality of his feelings, which then made me live in this fantasy of what our relationship was. And it was so hard to let go because I wasn't living in the reality, same reality. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't, I'm not sure that we like talk about this or that people like understand this enough that like letting go of the fantasy is an incredibly difficult thing to do because right. your like brain and neurons have created all this like imagination and plans and hope and, and it, it makes you feel like grounded and soothed and and something that you can count on. And like we're, we were talking about every now and then, like your psyche wants to know what's going to happen. It wants to like have things be predictable. And then all of a sudden if this happens, nothing makes sense anymore because um, we lose that fantasy and we lose, we lose that hope. And like imagine writing an entire book. Mm. And then somebody just putting that book in a paper shredder yeah. and you have no backup yeah. and no other copies. You're like, what the fuck? I just wrote that whole thing. I'm going to have to start over and get new characters. Do this whole new, like, w- there's definitely going to be new problems and new. Th- right. Oh, God. That sound. there's no, like, happily ever after. You got, it. no, you got to write a new book. And that is so hard mm-hmm. for our brains mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to do, to throw away that, that whole <sighs> book or when somebody else puts it in the paper that's the worst sarah the the next question is the is the question just for me i mean i think other people can connect it to it (laughs) i can connect as well but like it's the thing that like gives me the hardest problem which is are you holding on to the pain because that's the only way you can stay connected to them so yeah so sometimes i just like stay in that pain in that grief and loss and sadness because that's my only connection and if i let go of that then there's nothing left like then i'm like really letting go and moving on and that's really sad does that hurt brain sad brain tell you this is the only person i'll have for forever like this won't happen again is that why it's hard to yeah let go yeah, of it that. goes into like maybe you'll find somebody else but it won't be this unique connection and there was something really special about this yeah. relationship that you'll never get to experience ever again and how sad is that <laughs> well yeah real sad <laughs> it's real sad but how could like the the 
is there a point or how do you kind of interject that little message of like, well, don't worry because this, you thought this was good. Like there's so you could have this and then some with somebody else. Like there's so That's much usually the thing more yeah, that helps me out out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I've gone through Cause this. I feel like that voice is very loud with me, which makes me go on Tinder and all those things. And then just makes me like rebound. Like, like I am like, all right, who's next? Right. And then I just have real messy relationships. We'll, we'll, we'll that get to relationship. Yeah, yeah, so we have stuff to say about that. That's how I help myself. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, I think that this happens more often than not, probably. We're like, we stay sad just so that we can be connected to them. And if we're not sad, totally. then we're disconnected. That means we're moving on. That means this person is oh. like no longer in our life anymore. Don't, I feel like we can all recognize little bits of this in the, those, early stages or those early moments of a breakup where you like, I don't know. Oh, we'll just share custody of the dog or I'll, um, uh, uh, come get those. Cl- oh my God. I made the mistake of leaving my GoPro camera. Like I was like, Oh, I'll leave my GoPro with my ex. Like I knew that I left it there. Mm-hmm. I was like, said to myself, this will be your reason yeah, to reach out again. Exactly. Then when I reached out and was like, hey, do you have my GoPro? He was like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. What? <laughs> Everybody's going to be mad because I just screamed him on my mic. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine? Can you even? So no. that backfired. Uh. So don't do that is, is my, my point. Don't do that because Did he just that throw is it just away? trying just to. throw it away? Like- no, he just kept it and then is lying. What the fuck? Of course. I don't like that. Come on. Yeah, don't do any of the that I wish that I had somebody during breakups to like just tell me don't do anything that's just to be dramatic or to prove a point right now. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I would do it with like things like uh, uh I had ex who gave me a pasta maker for um my birthday and then when we broke up, I was like being all dramatic and packing. And I, and I was like, I don't even want this. Every time I look at it, it'll remind me of you. Fuck that shit. I want my pasta maker. I wish now it like kills me every time I go to make pasta or like think about it. I have to like, right. you know, use dry pasta like a peasant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, uh, uh, cause peasants probably make their own back in Italy. Anyways. Uh, 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 I think of that and I like think of like why why was I being so like petty and dr- I don't know what it was what I was trying to like well you were trying to have like, him say yeah you were trying to like preserve the relationship in some sort of stay connected in some sort of way like yeah. you're not in your right mind you're like in panic mode right you're in like fight or yes. flight and so you're just like oh, oh what am I gonna do here so I get it I support oh like getting all of your shit out not leaving anything behind but that is a very difficult thing to do because you do want the part of you wants that like little thread that's still connected, mm-hmm. right? I kept, oh my god, I did such petty shit. I kept we had a couch together, and then we broke up. He was like, "I'm keeping the couch. I'll pay your like give you this much for it or whatever it was." And I was like, "Fuck you!" I took kept one of the couch cushions. 
not like a major one, but just like a pillow. I was like, well, you don't get all your pillows then. So, so fucking stupid. Why do we do these things? And then I threw out the pillow and it felt very liberating. Oh, that's so. really great. I don't know. We're crazy when we're breaking up. Like, that's just... Totally, totally crazy. Yeah, you lose your mind. All this talk about relationships, it's so easy to be a little stressed out. Uh, it's so easy to be a little stressed out or a lot of stressed out just being a person, right? I mean, the holiday times are so stressful. Everybody's running around. There's traffic, all that. So aren't you looking for just like a little something to take the edge off? A little something to just bring you back down? A little something to chill you out? Well, Next Evo Naturals is here for you and for me because I use this all the time and I freaking love it. Next Evo Naturals is the CBD stuff that you need to get 30% better absorption. Like, Instantly. We're talking the first 30 minutes. Like it takes like as little as 10 minutes. Other CBD brands take a long time. I have tried this. They take a long time to kick in. And then even when they do, I'm like, is this stuff even working? I never wonder that with my next Evo CBD stress relief solutions. So you guys need to get up on this too. And I want to like make sure you get all of the same amazing offers that I get. And uh, you guys can get smarter CBD from Next Evo Naturals and get up to 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more uh, at nextevo.com slash podcast. And just enter promo code changes. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O.com slash podcast promo code changes. And you guys, you know, I love a deal. That's like 25% off. I'm and this stuff really works. It is fantastic. They've got a stress relief formula and they have a uh, uh, one for sleeping. That one is fantastic. It really helps so that you don't feel groggy. You like stay asleep. I love it. And I know you guys will too. Okay, back to the show. You know, we've talked about the brain states mm-hmm. before and talked about how when our brain and and in a way, the loss of a relationship absolutely would put us into a fight or flight like fear alert alarm or terror depending on uh you mm-hmm. know our attachment like put us into one of those brain states and we know that our iq goes down when our brain goes into fear alert alarm or terror so as you're like packing up fearful that oh my god i'll never be in a relationship again mm-hmm. you're in fear your iq is like 40 points less and here you are deciding like what to pack you're not going to make any rational decisions no no, you're not going to My mom has the best, the best uh, uh, I think it's a Buddhist phrase. She always reminds me. She says, during breakup, you have to remember to chop wood, carry water. Chop wood, carry water. Do the things that are your basic day-to-day. Like, just keep going. Just stay focused. Just do the little tasks. Mm-hmm. And just chop wood and carry water. Yeah, I love that. Whatever that means for Basic you. needs. Yeah. Basic, just meet the basic needs and that's it. Okay. A few more questions. Is holding on keeping you feeling stuck and unresolved? Yes. The answer is yes. And sometimes you just need to like <laughs> admit this to yourself that holding on to them, being like, I need closure and I haven't got it. Well, it's leaving you unresolved. You can, you can resolve it if you're able to let go of wanting whatever closure you think you need. So yeah. another one is holding on, protecting you from feeling deep feelings of loss. That's, this is one that I typically suffer with as well, that like I'm holding on to the possibility or to one last conversation or what if we get back together? And if I can just hold on to that, then I don't have to like really let them go and feel the grief, which is sometimes uh, I fear it's like unbearable, even though I always get through it. Well, that's what we have to remind ourselves. We will get through it. It does feel like it's going to be 
forever. And that is, mm-hmm. oh, that heaviness, that part. Like, this always sucks to remind myself or sucks to hear. But, you know, sometimes I, I remember in, in a bad breakup, I was, you know, probably crying to my mom. And I was like, he just makes me feel so sad. And she was like, tell me how he makes mm. you feel sad. Uh-huh. The reality is you make you feel sad. You get to decide what feelings you have. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we can give ourselves permission to feel sad, but then it's the thoughts, the thoughts of I'm never going to feel this way again. This is going to last forever. It's that sad brain that lies to us mm-hmm. that is really what's making you sad. Mm-hmm. So like I tell myself, okay, my sad brain is making me sad. Mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. I hate having to say that. It's the freaking worst because you just want to be like that person over there did it and it's them and it's their fault. Right. And sometimes it is, but how much power do you want to right. give them in how you are feeling? Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah, no, God. that's always a really good question is how much power do you want to give somebody over your emotions and over your feelings? And sometimes you're being like legitimately affected by them. They're doing mean things or they've done horrible, th- whatever it is. Like it makes sense that you're having like an emotional response to that. But if you like continue to feel that, if that goes on for a while, what kind of control do you want to have over it and how much power are you giving somebody else? Yes. Yeah. So those are really good questions. Another couple ones are, what are you afraid will happen if you let go? Um, Which is probably, I mean, that's going to be a different answer for everybody, but there's, you're probably holding on to it for a certain reason. So let's get like more insight here. And then the last question might be, what exactly would you have to do to let go? And so that could just be like mentally, emotionally making the decision. It could also be like blocking them on all the social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. You're a, you're a big supporter of that, huh, Sarah? Big, huge supporter. I am a big supporter of not get, not, even when you first meet somebody, not going down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. of looking at all of their social media because it helps to build and create that fantasy mm-hmm. that might not be the reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. There's actually... And then everybody's posting their freaking highlight reels. So if you're staying connected and looking at all things, and then people go, they're like, oh, they they are here and they're with these people. And we just draw our own conclusions mm-hmm. and they're never correct. Mm-hmm. We do so much mind reading and fortune telling and mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That's again, just our brain wanting comfort, wanting to have answers wanting to try to control a situation and control is just the illusion of safety yeah that's it i can i can pretty easily fool myself into being like well i'll just stay connected to their socials and it's not because like i want to know what they're like it's not because i'm attached to them i'm just like curious i'm a curious guy that like wants to know what these people are doing they were important people in my life so why not but it's always a good idea to at least for six months if not longer, to just cut off all communication and block them from yes. all the things. Even yes. the even like your Netflix or Hulu bullshit, like oh. like you don't have to pay for them anymore. They can pay for themselves. You, you, right. For sure. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I the 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 ex of mine that that, you know, kind of uh broke up with me out of the blue. 
at first I was like so hurt mm. by the lengths that he went to to put up walls and block me. And in a way it was almost to an extreme, but I was so grateful because it made it so I couldn't even do those things if I wanted to. He had blocked me on Venmo, Spotify. I didn't even know you could block someone on Spotify. Oh, yeah. And it makes, you know, it's like, uh, you don't even want to see what that person's, like, uh, you know, Venmo requests are for something. And it was it was a real gift, that part, yeah. you know, to, to just, like, not see anything and not have that. But did you feel that, so, like, my last, my ex yeah. um, doesn't, have any social media accounts like she mm-hmm. just doesn't and so there's like relief in that but also like but i kind of want to know what the fuck is going on oh yeah <laughs> like so then you have to yeah. deal with that of like well i have absolutely no access or i'm blocked and it's there's like it's it's better but it's also kind of hard because now i'm just coming up with absolutely. like all different stories of like oh she must have moved on she must be feeling great she must be dating all the people you know it's hard. Yeah. yeah. There's no, I don't think there's one uh, right answer. Even, even when, you know, sometimes we think like, if I'm the one who does the breaking up with, mm-hmm. it'll be easier. You mm-hmm. know, I was the one who said I want a divorce and that wasn't easy. You know, it wasn't. And I, I, seeing photos or like, you know, he got married again and all that. It didn't make it any, like I I can imagine, I mean, I don't know how it would be if it, if it were the other way around, but even in a relationship where you're the one who decides to end it, it's still, there's still like a feeling of, uh, like a different kind of grief or things that come up. So yeah, I have to, I can't do it, but I always want to know. And then I always think it's not even fair because I just talk about my whole life on here and everybody (laughs) who like ever wanted to know anything could just be like, oh, what's it? Let me listen to her podcast. This is exactly what's going on with her. It's not fair. But for for all my exes, it's like there's so much content for them to consume about me that it's probably pretty overwhelming. (laughs) Like it's hard to stay away from it. Yeah. I do. I do know of some, some, someone who listens to me all the time who should not be listening to me anymore. (laughs) You know who you are. You're listening. You know that I'm talking about you right now. Pause this. Delete the podcast app from your phone. Like this is not helpful for you at all. I don't. That I don't even hilarious. like knowing that you're listening. Like we're all we're all having a bad time because you're listening to me. So just please, please stop it. She's not going to stop though. She's she's no, impressive. In that I wouldn't. Way. Either. Yeah. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't yeah. either. Um, do you want to talk about like? actual steps that you can take to move on after a relationship ends. Okay, but before we dive into that, I have to interrupt and just tell you guys a little bit about my favorite time-saving, money-saving, and energy-saving solution this holiday season. I love a meal delivery kit, like where everything is just ready for you. We're talking like top quality ingredients, seasonal dishes. Uh, uh, what did I have the other night? Spaghetti alla carbonara. What? Who? Everybody knows that I love carbonara pasta more than anything in the whole world. And I got it. Are you ready for this? For $1.49 per meal. Every plate is the inexpensive alternative for meal making that you have been looking for. It is fantastic. So get your first box 
for just $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code CHANGE149. That is everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code CHANGE149 for up to, I think it's like $110 in savings. What? $110 value. You're talking $1.49 per meal. And you can have delicious food. You don't have to think about what you're going to make. Everything's ready, like, super fast. I think the pasta and everything took me, like, 20 minutes to finish. And you can use my trick, which is I always get the kit and, like, the meals for a family of four, even though I'm just one person. And then no need to cook for, like, the next three days. And I have lunches. I have my next day of food. And I'm paying $1.49 per meal. And you can, too. So, again, go to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter code CHANGE149. Okay, now we can get back to all the other stuff. You know, I love your five steps to do anything. I mm-hmm. think it's, like, nice to break it down into... This is almost like a... a or not, not you know, in no particular order. Right. But sometimes it helps to, like, kind of go through, like, have a, a focus of, like, what do I... look? realistically need to do to feel better mm-hmm. and this isn't like feeling a hundred percent better like i'm not gonna be like skipping down the sidewalk and like singing songs or whatevs but can i feel one percent better mm-hmm. can i feel a little bit um uh, uh closer to um quote unquote moving on mm-hmm. which you know we never really do because like things pop back right. up later and blah, blah 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 so number one straight out the door Except what has happened. Yeah. This is easier said than done. (laughs) Exactly. But it's the first thing that needs to happen or else you're like still living in that fantasy land and you're not living in reality. So you first need to accept what happened and go ahead and feel your feelings about it. Feel sad, feel angry, feel confused, whatever. But like this is what happened. And now that we've accepted that the relationship has ended, now we can like do the things that will heal us. Yeah, and you know, now in thinking of my relationships in the past, the and how I would do things differently now, and have done things you know differently, like breaking up as an adult, communicating clearly what is going on is so important. You know, I think there were uh, times in the past where I wasn't ready to accept what has happened, and reached out and connected and maybe had like you know a a meal like one last like Mm. let's just like share a glass of wine Mm -hmm. or like connect just talk about whatever and because there were things that were not communicated i was under the impression that that was that there was still a chance Mm -hmm. but for the other person it was like nope this is just like the final nail in the coffin whatever Mm -hmm. we're saying Mm -hmm. goodbye and so be okay. Like feel it's so difficult to do, but you will feel so much better with information. And so, asking and saying, you know, what is this? I don't want anything to be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Here we are, you know, talking about the dog and you know who's going to care for it on the weekends. I just want to know where th- things are still the way they are, right. and and make sure people are on the the same page so that you can accept what has happened yeah if you don't do that then it feels like there might be a chance and then you never move on and then you don't move somebody else or meet somebody else like you just sort of like live in this gray limbo air territory you know like it's just painful yeah and people are trying to avoid hurting somebody or saying something Mm -hmm. that you know will hurt their feelings but in not saying those things you know people 
misinterpret actions and then next thing you know you see them on social media with a new partner mm-hmm. and you're like what the fuck mm-hmm. yeah so what's the second step allow yourself time to grieve the relationship and the loss of what was this is like uh you know sometimes we put off sad feelings because they're uncomfortable mm-hmm. But we need to feel sad. It's, I always love the movie Inside Out because it really shows the importance of sad feelings and how through those sad feelings, there's so much like growth and connection and love that can come from that. So allow yourself time to really explore those feelings of sadness. And like I even ask myself, what is it? feel like i tried to to really like get physiologically i i feel so sad right now what does that feel like because what can often happen is our our mind and an attempt to avoid uncomfortable sad feelings will do something to distract itself i know i'm gonna go uh, uh for a run and just forget about this and not think about this there are those runs where you do think about things but then there's you know the physical activity where you're avoiding or i'm just gonna go like uh, uh, you know pour myself a glass of wine and not think about it i'm gonna go um uh you know sometimes i i when i'm feeling feelings of sadness i will start thinking about my clients and i'll be like oh this is such a good thing to to i'll, I'll write this is a good note like let me take this note mm-hmm. and and help it nope that's me avoiding my feelings by helping somebody else you really have to like sit with those feelings and just let yourself feel them sometimes a hand on the chest or on your heart can really help to kind of comfort yourself mm-hmm. yeah but it's hard I agree with everything you just said. When you're sad, sometimes you don't have to be unsad. Just be sad. It's actually important to feel those feelings so they can move through your body and you can kind of like process them in a way instead of like avoiding them. Mm -hmm. How do you know when you're sad? Personally or? Yeah. (laughs) For me, I have, luckily, I have uh, my like physical, my sadness Uh, manifests physically in a very specific way where I feel it in my heart. My heart is heavy um, or it's like, it's sort of like it's spinning or something. There's like energy going on in my heart and it feels bad. And also like I can cry pretty easily. Um, So lots of things, really silly things will make me want to cry. Yeah. I I think that's such a good, um, explanation i think it's so important to get in touch with those physiological Mm -hmm. feelings because those are the ones what you just explained identified are sometimes the things that are so difficult to feel it feels so uncomfortable that hollow empty like heavy feeling in your chest that we try to fix with something else it's what so many of us like grew up with of like oh don't be sad here here's this to make you feel better like don't be sad uh Mm -hmm. uh you know, we try to distract ourselves from the sadness so often we don't really learn right. about how we f- experience it. And when we don't know what it feels like or how to identify it, we can't really mm-hmm. look at it, address it, invite it in, and then process it and let go. Right. Yeah. And as you like continue to get more in touch with your sadness, how it feels, what it does to your thoughts and, and body, like, you are able to tolerate it a lot more, which makes life a lot more yes. tolerable. You know, you can kind of like move in and out of emotions. This is all like really good stuff to make your life easier to like actually like step into the sadness and feel it, even though it's painful and uncomfortable. 
Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the no or, or smooth seas never made a skilled sailor. Right. Yeah. This is like the storm mm-hmm. that if you can weather it and if you can, you know, respond in the right way, you will be so prepared mm-hmm. and you'll be like, oh, those are some clouds ahead. Better batten down the hatches and do whatever I need to do. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Metaphor, metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Number three, uh, focus on your own goals for the immediate future. This is that like chop wood, carry water. Mm-hmm. What's right in front of you. Don't worry about long-term goals. Don't worry. This is where your brain is going to go. But we had plans. What about my chill? What I was like, so, you know, you, especially at, at a certain time where you feel like you're running, like the clock is running down and you're like, did I just waste an entire relationship? Am I going to have kids now? I'm never, your brain goes to all those extremes. I'm never going to be with somebody. I'm never going to have children. I'm never going to have this, da, 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 da. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. so stay in the present, stay in this moment, focus on what are your goals for the immediate future that you worry about the future or like way down the road when our mind is in a, a yeah more sane and logical place to <laughs> right. yeah exactly look focusing on the here and now even just like what are my goals for the day or yeah. oh good right well, just sort of like taking it day by day even hour by hour if you're like really feeling it uh it's really difficult to not project into the future and be like well i guess i'm going to be sad for the rest of my life or i guess my life path has totally changed and you know when you say like oh god did i waste a year or two years or something i like to try to reframe that in like a there's no wasted effort in relationship like there's so much that you learned about what you want or what you don't want how to show up in relationship the type of person that you're attracted to are there patterns that you're repeating there's probably like lots of good things about the relationship that you can look back on later when you're feeling like more detached from it Um, but you've grown and evolved as a person while in that relationship even if it was hard or even if it sucked maybe i mean there's some limits to that, I guess. I mean, like in an abusive relationship, I'm not going to be like, what did you learn? There's no way. Like there's, there's some really right. fucked up relationships out there, but the majority of relationships, you probably have grown. You don't quite know what it is yet. You'll probably know later on when you look back on it. And be better able to identify what you do and don't yeah. want. What like those patterns will work and didn't work. Right. And ugh, so that I just remember like being in, just in it after a breakup and just having to like cry like stop what i'm doing and i'm like just say i need to cry right now i just need to cry and like in a way that felt like there's how can anybody cry this how like this has got to be the most anybody's ever cried (laughs) and like and i you just feel so out of control like i just wanted to like i don't know break something Mm -hmm. because like i felt like you know, punch a pillow, do all those things that like so out of control. Oh, so hard, but, uh, okay. Number four, this one we talked about a little bit earlier, but has, makes the list cause it's so important. Cut off communication with your ex. You cannot move on with one foot still in the past. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. <laughs> you can try to come up with all the excuses in the world of like why you should keep communication or why you should not block them and all the stuff and go ahead and do that. But it's going to take you longer to move on or you won't be able to move on, you know, like, right. so you might as well just cut off communication as quick as you can. That is your drug and you got to flush that cocaine down the toilet. Yeah. 
Let it go. Because mm-hmm. you cannot go through the withdrawals, and they're going to be painful. Yes. And you just got to cut it off. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. But sometimes you, if you, I feel like people, you know, this is when it's so good to like reach out, get a therapist. You know, if you feel like you can't let go or you're really having trouble like setting some boundaries even with yourself, then definitely reach out to a therapist, get some help. And I love to recommend uh, like journaling mm. and writing down all these feelings. I think writing a letter to your ex to that partner or whether you were on the whichever side the break the did the breaking up with or mm-hmm. got dumped whatevs uh writing a letter and letting all those feelings go you can uh, i had a therapist once who she was great she was like encouraging me to write a letter uh, uh to a relationship that you know i didn't have closure on and she was like and then we're going to burn it in the parking lot. But I can't do that anymore because the uh, uh, property management company has sent me a letter saying, why do you keep lighting fires in the parking lot? So you're going to have to do this on your own time. And I thought it was so funny that, like, she was older. She was, like, 65, 70-year-old woman is getting in trouble for lighting fires in the parking lot as she's, like, burning people's, you know, uh-huh. letters to their exes. Uh-huh. It's fabulous. Uh-huh. So I highly recommend writing the letter. You don't have to send it. And don't just type it. Don't write it in the notes on your phone. I There is something magical and something very powerful about writing it with your own handwriting, seeing it on a page, and get out the piece of you know pen and paper and yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah. No, it's true. There's something weirdly therapeutic, even spiritual, about like actually physically totally. writing it. Yeah, and even a, I didn't have this on the list, but I I would add it that creating a ritual, yeah. like doing some sort of of goodbye ritual if it's like i gotta like bury this in the backyard and you know say goodbye to it whatever it may be like Mm -hmm. yeah kind of let it go and see what new things can grow yeah exactly and last but not least on the list engage in hobbies and things that interest you you know sometimes we get so focused and caught up in the other person and what they're doing that we forget uh, uh, we are number one. Mm-hmm. And you know, like this is the time to like put yourself first. This is the time to like, it's, it's not being selfish. I have to remind people this all the time. Like it is putting yourself first is not being selfish. It's doing what you actually need to be doing. And I had a, a funny moment after a breakup, like I had dated two guys, you know, one I was married to. And then my boyfriend after that, who I lived with, they both didn't like mushrooms. And I was out with friends one night and, uh, after a break, after this breakup and uh, months later, and they had ordered mushrooms for the table, like a mushroom plate for the table. And I took a bite of it and I, not knowing what it was, it was delicious. I thought I didn't like mushrooms because the people I'd been with for the last 10 years didn't like mushrooms. And I was like, wait a sec. I love mushrooms. <laughs> and it reminded me that there were so many things that I enjoyed, so many things that I liked to do that I had forgotten mm. about because I got caught up in the relationship or things that mm-hmm. you know were like we things, things we did together, that it reminded me uh, there's so many things that I have to even learn and discover about myself. You know, take yourself out on a nice date. Just, like, eat those foods that you didn't get to eat because that person doesn't like spicy Indian food. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good points. It's all about like, I mean, not all about, but a big part of it is like discovering new things about yourself and taking your, when you're like taking yourself out and doing things on your own, it's cheesy, but like, yeah, you are dating yourself and you, you can keep yourself like good company. You can be the good company that you feel like you're missing. So like there's something really empowering and exciting about that. And just sort of like you're really energetically kind of moving on when you're stepping into your new identity. Yeah. And I, I like to, 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 you know, my clients who say, I, I just hate being alone or I don't want to be alone. I remind them you are not alone. You are with yourself. Right. So if you're saying I hate being with myself, there's something there that, you know, why let's, let's enjoy being with yourself. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you're in a way kind of showing or modeling anybody who's watching anybody who's in your like energetic, uh, uh, field, uh, how to treat you and what, what matters to you and what's important. And the way that you treat yourself is, uh, the example that you're setting for others. And so it's such a good example for future relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this is what I like. This is how I like to be treated. And so like, get out there and be selfish, you guys. (laughs) Sometimes I don't, I think I, I don't really recommend this to most people, but every now and then I will tell a client or even a friend or myself a lot of the times, like, if, if these five steps don't work, then fine. Reach out one last time. Let's see how horrible that, like, not, oh, not, yeah. not, not how horrible that X is, but how horrible that dynamic yeah. is. Like, if yeah. you need a reminder about why it's so toxic, then go ahead and do that one last time. And sometimes I just need that, just like that little like reminder of why we don't work to be like, okay, yeah, fuck this. Because I was like, so in my head only thinking about the positive things. And then I'm like with them in person. I'm just like, oh God, no, we're not a good match. Um, Mm -hmm. That's very risky. I, I don't really actually recommend anyone doing that, but sometimes I do that out of desperation just to kind of like create some movement. So I'm not just like sad at home by myself, you know? And if there's intention and awareness put into that Mm -hmm. and, you know, you're like almost like watching it bird's eye view. And I even think setting some um, expectations before like, okay, this is what I'm expecting to get out of this. And then when those expectations aren't Mm -hmm. met or you, it gives you some information Mm -hmm. and you can, you know, sometimes need that one last like, okay, I definitely am not getting what I need here. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. That's a lot of, a lot of stuff we talked about. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just remember that the grief process is not linear and that this is this, these feelings are going to be like a roller coaster. And, uh, if you are going through a breakup and you need to come back to this episode, just come back to this episode and listen to it. And just know that like, I feel like heartbreak is such a universal feeling. Yeah. You know, we it's so intense and it even though it feels like it's going to last forever, it will not last forever. Mhm. And you're going to be stronger. Ugh, I know it sounds so awful. <laughs> but because it is of it. typically true though is that like you're probably going to grow from this experience, right? Yeah. And from what you learned on this episode, right. you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, right, friends. Well, we hope that Jeff feels better. Jeff, I hope you feel better. And we'll see you next time on This Changes Everything. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. 
Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried and true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.